You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Prepare to be knocked on your ass. We're back on the Pipeline Show. We're continuing on with our WHL team previews, and we uh, go from the Red Deer Rebels to to the Wet Coast and uh, the Victoria Royals, and that means uh, General Manager Cameron Hope is on the Pipeline Show once again. Uh, Cam, welcome to the program. How are how's summer been for you? That's been it's been short. It's been seems like it's been a busy summer. There's not much off season, but it's been nice. It's uh, uh, it's nice to get outside when the sun is shining, and it is today. And when does your camp open? Uh, right here at the end of the week, uh, the 23rd, 24th. Okay. Uh, the drafted kids come in first, and uh, and then our rookie camp, and then it rolls straight into main camp at the end of the weekend. All right. Well, summer's pretty much over then. Uh, let's. It sure is. Let's get to looking ahead to uh, what's coming up for you at the camp. But we'll start by looking back and the players from last year's uh, team, the the guys you had on your playoff roster who won't be back. And obviously every team loses their overage players from last year. For you, that would be Cody McDonald up front, Ralph Jarrett on the blue line, and, of course, Griffin Outhouse, uh, who's been, who had a fantastic uh, WHL career for you uh, in net. But there are others. Uh, who else is not coming back from last year's team? Yeah, so the other guys that aren't coming back are um, uh, Igor Martinov, uh, who signed a pro contract in Minsk. Uh, he would have been uh, a 20-year-old this year had he, had he come back. Uh, Jake Kustra is another player who was 19 last year and is uh, uh, not coming back. Um, DJ Jerome, uh, who was traded in the offseason to Lethbridge, and uh, Tanner Sidaway, um, who was also a 99-born player, would have been part of the 20-year-old group this year. Um, and then, of course, in the last couple of weeks, uh, there have been a couple of other changes that include Scott Walford mm-hmm. uh, and Dino Cambites uh, moving out and players coming in. And uh, that means you got some new blood uh, coming via trade as well, and we'll get to those guys in, in a second. Um, take us to the uh, the overage situation for the Royals right now. And you mentioned uh, Igor Martinov, so we can cross him off the list. Uh, and uh, what are you at right now? Are you comfortable where you're sitting? We've got four guys uh, right now, Guy, coming into camp that are overage guys. Uh, and actually, you know, it's a, it's an unusual year for us. Um, in all of the time that I've been here, and this is my eighth season. Uh, with this club, it's always been the core group of our overage guys. All of them, or or at least two or th- of the guys coming back, have been guys we've drafted and have been up, um, you know, with our club, you know, mm-hmm. through the years. Um, and this is the first year where there's not one single drafted player from our club as part of the returning four that are going to be working for those three positions. Jamison Murray uh, was a player that was acquired last year and played with us as a 19-year-old. Uh, Shane Farkas, the goaltender, was acquired in the offseason from Portland. Um, and Will Warm uh, was uh, acquired from Edmonton in the offseason. And, and just recently, Gary Hayden um, acquired from Saskatoon in the trade with, uh, with Saskatoon. Uh, very unusual, um, not the normal way that uh, any club does it, particularly us, um, but just a confluence of, uh, of strangeness uh, has caused us to have uh, four overagers who weren't part of our club to begin with when uh, they came into the Western Hockey League. But we're excited about it. Uh, they're all high-quality guys, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. And they're obviously aware of the situation, so there's going to be some competition uh, in camp as those, uh, those four guys vie for three spots. Uh, and as, uh, it, as someone in your position, the GM, you'd probably like to see that competition. Yeah, sure. I mean, yes and no. Uh, you know, it's always tough when you... Um, are put in a position where you you know you can only keep three overage players as you know and um, when they're all high quality players that are, are are all guys that can be you know leadership guys with your team it's going to be difficult the, I guess the interesting thing is that it's all 
positions, you know, it, mm. so they're not really competing against each other. They're competing against other guys in their own group. So um, amongst the defensemen, you know, Will Warm and, uh, and Jamison Murray will be competing with younger guys trying to take their jobs. Uh, same with Shane Farkas in goal and uh, Gary Hayden up front. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And, and, you know, these things often take care of themselves. Well, with uh, Igor Martinov moving on, as you mentioned, he did draft another import player this year uh, in uh, Swiss Ford in Keanu Durungs. I don't know if I'm butchering that or how badly I'm butchering it, but uh, tell me about him, why you chose him, and will he be in camp? Yes, uh, he's uh, he's an interesting player. You know, in the past, we, we kind of have a, a history of not drafting really young players, guys that are going to come in at 17, um, because it's difficult uh, to make the transition into the Western Hockey League for any 17-year-old, but when you're moving overseas, different ice size, uh, surface size, it's difficult. Um, but we really thought there was something interesting about Keanu Durungs. He's going to come in as a 17-year-old. He is here now. He arrived yesterday. Uh, uh, we'll announce the signing here later in the week. Um, he's, um, he's a guy that I think can develop really well with this uh, younger group that we've got um, of 0-2 forwards. Um, but at a, at a time when we've got a great veteran group. So we've got um, just looking at the depth chart now, I think seven or eight of our guys are either going to be, you know, 19 or 20 um, or 18, 19 and 20 at least. So there's no pressure on him. He can, he can, you know, take his time, um, use this first year in the Western Hockey League to get his feet under him without feeling as though uh, he's going to have to perform and, and produce. And, um, you know, his talent level is, is very high. Um, he was a, he scored some terrific goals, uh, in the summer for Switzerland at the, uh, at the, uh, U18 tournament. Um, so we're excited about him. Was it important that it was a, a forward that you chose, uh, in the, in the import draft this year? Uh, you know, that's a good question. We actually kind of went both ways. Uh, there were some interesting defensemen as well, but, um, it's not so much that we, we feel we needed a forward as we really don't feel we need defensemen. Our group of 02 and 03 defense, uh, defensemen that are going to be pushing in this year um, are really ready. Um, and so we didn't really need to add to that group. And in fact, we were loath to add to that group just because we have so many signed guys that I think can play in this league um, at that age. And so um, getting a forward, I think, um, was um, just a better option for us. Um, but really, that wasn't the reason we drafted him. The reason we drafted him was because of how much we liked him uh, we did our homework on him, um, got to talking to him and his agent advisors, um, and it just seemed like it was going to be a great fit. All right, well, let's move on to uh, training camp and the, the players you have coming in uh, by position. And you mentioned Shane Farkas as a goaltender. He's got experience in the league. He just played last year with the uh, Portland Winterhawks. You got Brock Gold uh, and yeah. other players are coming in trying to uh, uh, knock on that door and force their way onto the roster. What's your goaltending situation look like right now? Yeah, it feels really good. I mean, whenever you look at a board, uh, Guy, as you know, and you see all these different age groups and you you get a smile on your face looking at every name, it feels as though you've got a nice pipeline. And, um, you know, Shane Farkas, we know what he is. He's uh, He was a starter last year in Portland, terrific player, um, great uh, young man on and off the ice. And I think he's going to be, um, you know, right out of the gate, he's going to make us competitive because, you know, he can win games. Um, Brock Gould is a is a 0-1-born um goaltender who, like a lot of guys around the league, has had to wait his turn. We had Griffin Outhouse here uh, for the last three years, and because of how spectacular and how good he is, um, you know, he gobbles up a lot of net. He would have played 68 games last year if we'd have let him. He loves being in there, doesn't like to rest. Um, and so Brock Gould had to wait his turn. 
a little bit, um, but I think he's about ready. Uh, he's uh, for people that aren't familiar with him. He's a, a six foot four, a big tall guy from Colorado, terrific puck stopper, um, and is going to get more of a chance this year to uh, to show what he can do. Um, he's a late 01, so this is his draft year. It'll be interesting to see. And then in the pipeline coming, we have a, a young man named Connor Martin from Calgary. Uh, who had a terrific year last year in uh, playing midget uh, AAA in, in Calgary in the playoffs. Um, and then an 03 uh, 16-year-old named Keegan Maddox uh, from uh, here in BC, who's uh, also a signed player who's going to try to push in. You know, tough for him. He's got these three guys ahead of him. But uh, um, when it's time for uh, Martin or Maddox uh, to finally put on a Royals jersey, you know, whether it's this year or next, um, they're going to be terrific as well. Speaking with Cam Hope, the uh, general manager of the Victoria Royals here on the Pipeline Show. All right, let's move to the blue line. And uh, you do have uh, on the roster on the WHL's website at least lots of bodies in camp, guys who uh, are uh, trying to get into the mix at least to, to be on your roster this year. Well, you mentioned Jameson Murray and Will Warm as the two uh, overage players that you have in camp, but there's a, uh, a long list of other guys uh, trying to make your club. Uh, who are some of the standouts for fans to take note of? Yeah, so it's a really uh, a tale of two groups. Uh, there's a group of five and a group of five. Uh, the, the the top five group are guys with extensive Western Hockey League experience. Jameson Murray, Will Warm, Nolan Jones that we acquired from Lethbridge, uh, Mitchell Krause who's been with us since he was 16, and Matthew Smith. All guys with lots and lots of Western Hockey League experience, regular season and playoffs. Um, and then the, the what I call the young five. Uh, Noah Lamb, Remy Aquilon, uh, young Nolan Bentham, who's 16, Caden Reinders, and Carson Golder. Um, those are the guys that are trying to push in this year. Um, you know, they're uh, they're the guys that are coming to camp. You know, with uh, with the bit in their mouth uh, that are going to try and show us what they can do. Well, and and uh, Nolan Bentham, uh, first round pick uh, in 2018. Don't want to put too much pressure on a first round pick to make an impact, but when you have that much veteran presence uh, ahead of them, sort of on the depth chart. Uh, how does a guy like that force his way onto the team? Yeah, that's a great observation. Um, sometimes that helps, you know, because it means you can bring him in and bring him along slowly, and, and he's got some great role models um, that are, you know, there that he can play with, that you can pair him with. Um, you know, we've had, a, we've had a really good history here, um, you know, from Joe Hicketts to Ryan Gagnon to Ralph Jarrett, of being able to bring guys in at 16, uh, make sure they learn the game the right way, not push them too hard until they're ready, um, but we'll see, you know, when they, when he comes into camp this year, I know he wants to make this team. Um, so we'll see what he can do. Um, but you know, there are other guys who are going to come in and, and want to be rookies, guys that have played a few games in the Western league, you know, like Noah Lamb and Caden Reinders. And, uh, they want, you know, they want to make this club as well. So, uh, it's going to be a competitive camp. Um, as I look at it, there's 10 guys that are pushing for seven spots and we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, how would you describe that group? Uh, Overall, sort of the characteristics of your defensive core. There's, I mean, there is some size. Actually, most of the guys are at, at six foot or above. There are a couple of smaller guys in there as well. But you know, puck moving and, and skating and um, the big cannon from the blue line. You got a little bit of mix of everything. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think you're right. It's a, it's a bit, a little bit of a mix of everything. Um, and there's some interesting stories. Um, you know, guys that are trying to get their game back. Guys like Will Warm who. Uh, missed a lot of time with injury in the last couple of years, you know, who are finally healthy and, and have one last kick at the junior game and, uh, you know, really want to show something. Um, and guys that have come up through our system and waited their turn, you know, like, um, like Matt Smith and, uh, and Mitchell Prouse, who, 
Um, you know, they, they're good all around athletes, great players, um, that are just kind of waiting to show what they can do. Um, but you know, our, the, the interesting thing for me and, and for anyone, you know, that's around hockey at the training camp is watching these young players when they come in because they change so much, you know, over the summer. Uh, sometimes the guy that you see in September looks nothing at all like the guy that left you in April. And, um, so I'm excited to see how the young guys are as well. Uh, it's funny how that works out. And speaking of Will Warm, I just wanted to mention, uh, last year, Matthew Robertson in Edmonton was, was really good, but he was way better in the second half of the season. And I don't think it was a coincidence that it was when Will Warm got back into the lineup uh, for the All Kings and uh, Warm, uh, maybe a, a bit of a motivated guy this year for you as well, looking to get a pro contract and, and to uh, get his career back on track. Yeah, I think that's a great observation. I think that's right. Um, you know, he's he's highly motivated. He wants to be a professional hockey player, and he's unfortunately been derailed a little bit with injury, but um, a healthy Will Warm is going to be a, an important part of our blue line. All right, let's look at the forward group, and you mentioned you brought in Gary Hayden from the uh, Saskatoon Blades, who had a really strong year with, with the Blades uh, last season and uh, was good with Medicine Hat before that as well. Uh, who else is going to be uh, the guys that you lean on up front? Yeah, again, you know, every year you think you peel off your veteran guys and you yeah. think, where's all that scoring going to come from? <laughs> but, um, but the players get older. Um, so, you know, um, I, I think I'd need more than one hand to count, uh, the guys that I think are going to have breakout years or big step years. Uh, Kate Oliver led our team in scoring last year, but it was unfortunately injured at the end of the year and missed the uh, end of the regular season and all of the playoffs. Uh, but he'll, He'll be back and a 19 year old and he'll obviously be a leader. Carson Miller, uh, came in and trade at the, uh, deadline last year from, uh, Prince Albert. Uh, Taryn Pfizer, uh, who is ready to take a big step. Um, and, um, and I would say probably also Philip Schultz, the, uh, uh the player that was, uh, our import pick last year from Denmark. Um, in the second half of the year, he started to emerge as, um, you know, one of the key guys, an offensive catalyst, uh, and was probably our best forward in the playoffs. So, um, these are all guys that were either 17 or 18 last year who are going to take a big step this year as 19 year olds. And uh, I think by committee, um, we've got a great group. Hard to predict, uh, with the young guys coming to camp, but are there two or three guys that you are, that are, you get the sense they're really close and, and, uh, might force their way onto the roster? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, uh, the import, uh, Keanu Durungs, we'll see how he is, how quickly he adapts. Um, we, uh, we acquired, uh, River Fahey, um, in the offseason as well. Um, you know, who's been a guy who's played a depth role for a couple of clubs in the, in the Western League, but he's an island kid, uh, who's motivated and he's just 18. Um, and the one player that did play a little bit with us last year was Alex, uh, Bolshakov. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, most people around the league aren't very familiar with him. He's, uh, He's actually from the uh, Seattle, Washington area, uh, played for the Everett uh, U18 program last year. Um, a very um, interesting forward, terrific shot, um, who played a few games with us last year and is going to get a chance to be a full-timer this year. So um, an interesting group. Uh, he's got some size uh, along with that uh, as well. Yep. Every year there's there's guys who uh, played you know third or fourth line or might not have been uh, everyday players for you the previous season that take on a bigger role this year. I know you probably mentioned a couple of those guys, but um, other examples of, of those types of players this year that you think will suddenly take on more responsibility? Yeah, I think there's three. Uh, well, maybe four, but uh, you know, one guy that kind of fits that role, even though he's going from 18 to 19, is uh, Brandon Cutler. You know, he uh, he came in a trade from Red Deer last year, and it, it's 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 not as though he's going to you know get a bigger role. Um, but it took him, you know, during the season last year to start to, 
feel comfortable in a more offensive role. And I think that now as a 19-year-old, he can do that uh, on a much more regular basis, has a lot of talent and uh, has sort of a game-changing ability when he, when he gets out there and takes the puck to the net. Um, uh, Sean Golka, uh, also turning 19 this year, uh, big, strong guy um, who you know really is going to have a, more of a chance this year to play more regularly than he did last year. Um, but the guy I really have my eye on is Ty Yoder. Um, he's, uh, he played here last year as a 16 year old, as you know, guys that, uh, stay all year as a 16 year old are sometimes in, sometimes out of the lineup, mm-hmm. um, not getting, you know, a lot of special teams time. Um, but a terrifically talented young guy. Um, and this is going to be a year where, he, where I think we're going to see something special from him. Cam Hope, GM of the Victoria Royals, my guest here on the pipeline show. Uh, every team has a list of uh, protected players and, and uh, also a part of that list is uh, guys who are committed to the NCAA. Anybody that you've had conversations with from that list for you, and I'm thinking guys like Michael Benning and, uh, well, maybe not yep. Luke Bast anymore, but Angus Crookshank, drafted player. Yep. Uh, any of those players uh, express any uh, interest in, in uh, at least coming to camp? Yeah, you know, and, and we have had some of these players come to camp uh, in the past, even after they had you know made commitments to junior A clubs or in some cases the USHL. Um, you know, I, I think the good thing about it is we have nice relationships with guys like uh, Luke Reed, uh, who's playing in the USHL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, we, with him and his parents and his advisors, Luke Millimock, who similarly is, um, you know, right now college committed. Um but they're not coming to camp this year, but the lines of communication stay open with those guys. And um, I know that they, like most of these young players and their families and their agents, they, they reassess uh, as the seasons go on. They reassess in the off season. Um, and we'll see how that goes as the year goes on. As of right now, none of those guys that are college committed, um, Michael Banning, you mentioned, uh, Elon Barlevice, uh, Keandre Miller, who was, is now at college at Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, are committed to coming to our camp, uh, which is fine. That's all part of it, but we are in touch with them and, uh, um, and we'll see how it goes. All right. Fair enough. Uh, last couple of ones for you. And I guess, uh, when you're projecting maybe the hurdles along the way that you have to clear this season, every team, has their own, uh, depending on where they are in that cycle, that uh, cyclical nature of junior hockey. What are those yeah. challenges that you predict uh, or you foresee for the Royals this year? Um, you know, I guess we'll wait and see. <laughs> it seems like a cop-out answer, but, um, you know, last year at this time, we were a young club. Uh, the core of our group was 17, 18 years old. You know, we had, you know, our overagers, obviously, but it was a, a group that was going to grow together. Um, this year, there's going to be, uh, 13, 14, 15 of those guys who are on our roster that were on the roster last year that are a year older. Um, and I think that this is one of those years where um, if everything comes together and uh, the guys find their game and they perform at the level that we think they can, um, that we could be in one of, we could be one of those older teams that is starting to look to be a contender. Um, you never like to, to make a prediction, um, but I think we've got, uh, a high talent level on this club and I think we've got a nice mix of players um, and the rest you know you take a deep breath and, and see how it goes. Just out of curiosity when you look back at last season in uh, in the BC division obviously the Vancouver Giants getting to the WHL final and uh, were the first place team in the, in the conference the rest of the BC division it was it was a growing year for I think that's fair to say uh, for the yeah. rest of the division uh, there will be some fans who wonder you know why didn't they trade Griffin Outhouse? Can you maybe just explain mm-hmm. your philosophy on on why you keep players like that, even though you know you're not contending necessarily uh, for the championship? Why it's important sometimes to keep players like that? 
Uh, well, you hit the nail on the head. It's important. Uh, the, the reason that you would keep a player like that usually comes down to one of two things or both. Uh, one is um, you can't get enough in return <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when you have those trade talks. And believe me, last year at the trade deadline, there were a number of clubs um, who were talking about um, acquiring a goaltender like Griffin Outhouse. So there were lots of those discussions. Um, but, you know, one of the things that weighs on you when you're making those decisions is what is it, what is it really worth for the club uh, to have a player like that and to have the playoff run that you're going to have ahead of you and the experience that that gives the guys that are going to return next year. So, um, you know, when you put all of that in the hopper, there wasn't a deal out there that made any sense for us uh, for Griffin Outhouse. There was a deal out there that made sense in terms of Dante Hanoon, um, and that worked out very well for everybody. Obviously, he went to PA and then, you know, scored the overtime winner to win the championship. So um, Prince Albert's glad they got him, um, but the return that we got for him, which will continue to pay dividends down the road, um, was... Uh, essential for us uh, for going forward for Griffin outhouse. Um, it would have been hard to meet that threshold. He meant so much to this club. He continues to mean a lot to our franchise. Um, and he, you know, probably single-handedly got us into the second round last year. He was so good in the first round um, and got us through uh, for the round that we lost against Vancouver. So um, giving all of the players that are coming back this year, that two round experience in the playoffs um, I think was so, so valuable that um, I'll never regret uh, having Griffin Outhouse finish his career here. Uh, and lastly, when you're looking at the the rest of the BC division this year and, and perhaps the Western Conference, what would you consider to be a successful year uh, for the Victoria Royals, Cam? Yeah, well, um, every year you measure it um, you know, by winning the championship. Um, and honestly, this year is one of those ones, Guy, where I think the BC division is going to be exceptionally strong. I think we're going to be battle-tested by the end of the regular season because I think Kelowna will, will obviously load up and be good because they are, they're hosting the Mem Cup. Um, Vancouver will be good again. Kamloops will be good again. Um, this is going to be a very, very, very tough division with extremely um, uh, talented, uh, fast, hard teams to play against. So um, I think that uh, you know we'll measure ourselves against our own division, and I think uh, if we do the right things, we have a good chance of coming out of it. Terrific. Cam, I really appreciate your time and uh, wish you the best of luck this season. Camp opening up uh, later on this week. Uh, thank you for your time. Anytime, Guy. Thank you. Here's Cam Hope, the GM of the Victoria Royals. Let me know what you thought of his comments, especially if you're a Royals fan. And what do you think of his, his assessment of not just his team, but what the uh, BC division is going to be like this year? Should be a, a better year for sure for the uh, division as a whole. Vancouver was clearly the best team. Uh, in the division last year. But I agree with what he said about uh, Kamloops is going to be better. You know the Kelowna Rockets are going to be better as they are going to uh, make some additions over the course of the season as uh, hosts of the Memorial Cup. So Victoria's got to keep pace uh, now because there are only five teams in the uh, in the division. You know, you got to be better than uh, at least one team. And I think most people right now would look at the Prince George Cougars and, and think, well, they might be the weak sister uh, in the uh, division as we speak. We'll get to those Prince George Cougars in a little bit. Uh, but up next, it's the Spokane Chiefs and new head coach Manny Viveros. What does he do back in the WHL? The last time he was in the league, well, heck, he just took the Strip Current Broncos to a Memorial Cup as a WHL champions just two years ago. What does he do for an encore? Let's find out. We'll chat with Manny Viveros, head coach of the Spokane Chiefs, next here on the Pipeline Show. Comes back out to Yamamoto at the point. Goes over to Ellenick, right circle. Now Smith at the point. Yamamoto, left side, shoots, and scores! 
this is Kyle Yamamoto for the Spokane Chiefs, and you are listening to the Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.av.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today.